Welcome everyone to another episode of the Long Overdue Podcast, a production of the Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. I'm here, I'm, I'm Chris, and I'm here with Denise Hi. and Pat, Hello. and a very special guest this afternoon, Sheriff Lane Aiken. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. And uh, we're here to talk about human trafficking today. So, yeah, so I thought... What, where we should start is just tell us what that is, because I think we all think we know what that is, but it probably encompasses all kinds of things that we don't yes. realize. So if you just give us a definition, and kind of uh, well, what that is. Well, it is something that <clears throat> that goes back back in time. But sure. the, the terminology, human trafficking, has not something that's been utilized in, in the distant past. In the past, we, uh, we worked kidnapping cases, we worked assault cases. We worked false imprisonment cases, mm-hmm. um, sexual assault. Uh, but now there, there's a whole new realm uh, that, that's been brought in under the human trafficking umbrella. And I think it's, it's probably time that it, it is recognized for the, for the problem that it is <clears throat> because of things have changed a lot. And I've been in law enforcement since '74. And the things that, that can concern me, obviously, are, are the kids, and, mm-hmm. and I'll say mostly female, mm-hmm. uh, who, who don't have a place to belong. And sometimes the only place that they feel like they belong is behind social media, mm-hmm. behind a keyboard, mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. A, a smartphone. And they're connecting with people where in the past they thought they don't have friends and, and they're not involved and... So now all of a sudden they're accepted. They're important. Right. Um, maybe they're having difficulties at home. <clears throat> Whatever the case may be, they, they present themselves as being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of folks out there who are stalking uh, mm-hmm. social media, stalking the Internet. And there are some dark web pages, mm-hmm. too, um, that, that they're watching. And they're seeing um, a possible victim in waiting. So it, it's changed a lot over time, and now I think there are an abundance of victims who, who find themselves in need of attention. Mm. For, for some reason, they think they're not getting the proper attention, and now they've found it. And, and these, these stalkers mm-hmm. are out there and waiting to find somebody who they can use either through sexual trafficking mm-hmm. uh, or labor trafficking. And, and it, there's an abundance of money involved in these things because that's a commodity that they can use over and over mm. and over again. And we, um, as the citizens of Decatur and the citizens mm-hmm. of Wise County, we can, we can actually recognize uh, what's going on and we can report these things. And, and one thing mm. that, that I think is, is very important, and I think that will sum all of this up, um, there's a video on the um, Attorney General's office okay. website uh, for the state of Texas. <clears throat> and on that page, there's a, a, a video that is Be the One. It's about an hour and five minutes long. Okay. And it gives you <clears throat> all of the aspects of human trafficking, whether it's sexual trafficking, uh, work-related trafficking, trafficking uh, 
in other words, labor trafficking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that video gives you a perspective from the victim's standpoint, okay. as well as from the witness's standpoint, and and those who are actually involved in the trafficking. So, so this is this is a real deal, and and it, it troubles me a lot. Mm -hmm. um, we train our, our employees, our deputies. We, mm -hmm. we train them to recognize those who, who might be in situations uh, where they're in need of help. Mm -hmm. And if you, you go from one place to another, when you're traveling, you go into a Bucky's, and you can see signs that say, hey, if you feel like you're being held against your will, you can call this number. So a lot of folks have started to recognize that, hey, we've got something on our hands that we haven't had in the past. And when you watch that video, I think you'll, you will be astounded but even more so, you'll be educated in mm -hmm. what to look for, and then maybe we can be the one mm -hmm. to save some child. Mm -hmm. and, and it points out a few instances in that video where a woman, and I think it was actually at something like a, a Bucky's, a convenience store, mm -hmm. where, where she saw something that, that was, was out of the norm. Mm -hmm. And to her, she felt like that child didn't belong in the situation where she was, and she took the time to call lo local law enforcement. And local law enforcement intervened, and sure enough, they freed a child mm. who, who was, was destined for trafficking. Yeah. Mm. Well, you mentioned that a, a lot of these potential victims are on the Internet. Mm -hmm. My first thought is those kids who are kidnapped in some mm. situation or something like that, is that is the the internet stalking more often what happens you know so it's it's somebody maybe a little older um, teenager who maybe goes to meet this new friend on the internet is that more often the case than a younger child or a young teen who is just taken off the street well I, I think it's it's all of those things okay <clears throat> um, but I believe, based on, on what I've seen mm -hmm. and what I've read about uh, and learned over time, what I think that is the vast majority of this mm -hmm. human trafficking are, are international um, okay. people coming across the border, people who are coming through the ports of entry. Mm -hmm. And those, those folks, many of them are coming here with an express purpose to be trafficked. Hmm. Um, and there are hundreds upon thousands of mostly women who are trafficked in such a manner, and and that's another reason. So you you couple uh, couple that with the internet access, mm -hmm. the social media, mm -hmm. and and you see something that's rising like like we've never seen before. Um, so it continues to concern us in law enforcement so much so that um, when when we stop someone, we we don't just ask them about about weapons, we don't just ask them about carrying drugs. If we see a child mm -hmm. um, in that vehicle who may not belong, we ask a few questions about that mm -hmm. as well. And it's so so nice because these children, for the most part, they're honest <laughs> and, and they want to tell you the truth. Yeah. But when they're in a situation, sometimes they're they're terrified. Sure. And and I won't say that that we at the Wise County Sheriff's Office have had an abundance of these. We've had a couple mm -hmm. out on 287 uh, that concerned us, and and we took action. And sure enough, the child didn't belong in the situation that child was in. Mm -hmm. But again, again, when you watch that video, you'll see that most of these folks are international victims, mm -hmm. either from Central America, Mexico, and even some Asian countries mm -hmm. that are sending 
females over here to to be trafficked in, in such a vein. We've got a lot to learn, um, but podcasts like this gives mm -hmm. us the opportunity because we in law enforcement, we, we can't do it all by ourselves. Right. We, we need the help of, mm -hmm. of, of an informed um, citizenry so that when they see something that doesn't belong, they'll know to give us a call. The call mm -hmm. 911 to, and there are several numbers, and you'll see the numbers in that video that, that you can call for human trafficking okay. networking. Um, so there's so much that we can do in law enforcement. We're much more aware than, than we were. And, and if, we, we go, if I go back and think about some of the cases I worked as a, um, a Texas Ranger, um, I didn't really think of them at at the time as being human trafficking, mm -hmm. uh, but that's exactly what they were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And some of those victims ended up deceased uh, mm. because of the trafficking uh, aspects of what was going on. Mm -hmm. Did I answer okay. your question? I, I think kind, so. I kind of <laughs> ran for on. That is okay. So I, I apologize no, for, for that. Right. But this is this is something that is is near and dear to our hearts. Rather mm -hmm. rather than knocking down. A few pounds of methamphetamine coming down two eighty seven. If we could set one child free, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that that makes mm -hmm. that makes our day, our month, our year, yeah. perhaps our career. We'll always remember, mm -hmm. just like I do now, thinking back on those cases that were actually human trafficking, and and I was thinking right. that that they were something else. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. And I read recently, I think it was over the weekend, about San Antonio PD and Department of Homeland Security mm -hmm. working together to free, I think it was a little boy who was nine years old who mm -hmm. had been taken by somebody and was destined for yes. human trafficking. Mm -hmm. um, who, do, who do you all work with or do you have other agencies that you work with or does it depend on the situation when something comes up? Is is Homeland Security kind of was were they probably involved with this because there was some cross border mm -hmm. kinds of things or I'm just I'm just wondering who's involved when something comes well, up. Well, you know, for a long time in law enforcement, and I'm beginning to see uh, a bit of a change. There's always been some level of of petty jealousy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one one agency to another. And I never have liked that. I think that's that's ridiculous because yeah. mm -hmm. because if we come together, we can accomplish so much more right. just by sharing information, being force multipliers, mm -hmm. one one agency for another. But but we at the sheriff's <coughs> office work with with every agency, um, state, local, and and federal. Mm -hmm. um, so all of those people are involved. The Department of Homeland Security, and they they've got Department of Homeland Investigations, okay, Secret Service, FBI, mm. ATF, um, Border Patrol, Customs Enforcement, mm -hmm. uh, it's Immigration's Customs mm -hmm. Enforcement. That's that's ICE. They call mm -hmm. call it ICE now. So all of those agencies are are important to us. Uh, we don't withhold information from them. They don't withhold mm -hmm. information with us. We work closely. Uh, and DEA, I left left them out, but you know some of the trafficking. You've got these youngsters trafficking in in um, methamphetamine and right. cocaine, and, and I tell you, just last night, um, we and I say we are CID investigators working with Dallas PD and Texas Department of Public Safety uh, knocked down a burglary ring, but they had some some young boys with them. Oh. 
recruited to help them wow. in these burglaries and thefts. Mm-hmm. So that's another form of human trafficking because they're they're grooming these kids right. toward criminality for the rest mm-hmm. of their lives. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the only thing those kids are destined for, unless somebody intervenes, is institutionalized, being institutionalized right. mm-hmm. in one of our prisons here in the state of Texas. So it's it's a, a joint effort, um, and and we celebrate the um, the successes of all mm-hmm. these agencies, mm-hmm. and uh, they well, celebrate I, the the uh, good things that we come across as well. I know that one of the things we come across really often in these true crime books that mm-hmm. that Don and Denise read is one agency will have information that another agency yes. doesn't, so mm-hmm. something happens that could have been avoided mm-hmm. if. Mm-hmm. Everybody had been yes. communicating and well, you know had shared information. And of course, it's I think in in a lot of these cases it's historical mm-hmm. stories, so it's easier now to communicate than it ever was. Yes, but still you have to be willing and intentional about it. You, mm-hmm. you do, uh, and and I think that comes with maturity. And Lord knows that I'm <laughs> I'm mature in the law enforcement <laughs> business. Uh, so we we said. Petty, petty jealousies aside, mm. long, long ago, um, because it's it's not about us. It's mm-hmm. about serving the public, right? And we can serve the public much better if we're all working together. Um, but nine eleven mm-hmm. started breaking down those barriers because mm-hmm. there were some obvious walls that were built from one agency right. to another where they could not communicate across those walls, and and they restructured that so that communication was free and it was often mm. um, so we learned from that and and we've learned from experience and and we learn from the successes and know that we will all share in that gladness when there's some child who's removed from a situation where they mm-hmm. they don't need to be right um, we had a situation where and I'm sure that, that maybe y'all read a little bit about the the kids in a cage mm. they were kept mm-hmm. in a dog mm-hmm. kennel. Yeah. Uh, that was that was the Wise County Sheriff's Office, Texas Highway Patrol, Wise County Emergency um, Medical mm-hmm. Services, as well as a CPS, Child Protective mm-hmm. Services. So we all worked mm-hmm. together, and and now those children that were held in the cage, for the first time in their lives, have a chance. Wow. You know, so mm-hmm. so we reflect back on those things, and we all kind of gather around and want to give each other hugs because sure. look what good came from this. Mm-hmm. And we we often say that we want Wise County to be a better place to live, work, worship, and play mm-hmm. and raise a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're all coming together to try to get this, this work done, and um, human trafficking is, is at the top of our priorities. Mm-hmm. Okay. You mentioned earlier with the the burglary ring about these boys being groomed, mm-hmm. and I know that that's something that we we talk about with um, sexual abuse, where a child, you know, it's some it's somebody they know, or yes. some, you know, a family mm-hmm. friend, or somebody who has, you know, just step by step worked them into a situation, and now they may they're not being trafficked, but something is going on and they're yes. told keep it a secret and all that mm-hmm. would you just tell us kind of things to look for that would be signs of that there's somebody being groomed for something that's not right just things to to be aware of well it, in those situations uh, a child we and of course 
I'm a parent, I'm a grandparent, mm -hmm. those of us who, who are and have experienced that, you know when a child is where they want to be. Mm -hmm. And it may be that, that a child has had to discipline, I mean, a, a parent has had to dis discipline a child who goes into Walmart and they want that toy and they say no and then there's a screaming fit. But it's not things like that. You, you see children who are obviously uncomfortable, they're not affectionate, mm -hmm. they're not smiling, perhaps they're, they're not clean, mm -hmm. hungry, mm -hmm. they're thirsty, and they just have a sadness in their face. Mm -hmm. You know, you see that sadness in their face. Um, you know, it's not something that, that I would want y'all to step up and say, hey, I'm, I'm troubled about this. Who is that girl with you? Right. Come, instead, call law enforcement. Right. And if you can, take photographs so that, that we'll have a license plate number. Um, and then, then, then we will try to intervene. But it's, it's the, um, the fear, uh, the demeanor mm -hmm. of, of the child, just something that, that doesn't feel right mm -hmm. in those situations. Um, I guess I could, could go on, on and on about the different things, but it's just if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't look right, mm -hmm. call 911. Mm -hmm. And you know in Wise County you can actually text to 911. Right. Thank you for mentioning and, that. And that's a handy deal. I did not know that. Yeah. If, if some child has a phone mm -hmm. and they're in the back seat and they're afraid to make a phone call, they can text to right. 911. In Wise County, Decatur PD um, has a 911 dispatcher who receives texts, and we at the sheriff's office receive texts. Hmm. Okay. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. To know. So when you enter your number to text nine one one, you just put nine one one in put, your text. Put nine one one and text what the situation is. Try try to give a location. Uh, we have some systems that can actually uh, track the cell phone and, and mm. find out exactly where it is if the person maybe is not familiar mm -hmm. with the area. Oh, good. But we can still still track. It's called Rapid SOS, and that can put us within three to five feet. Wow. Of a cell phone, which is exactly how we ended up finding those those kids because the person mm -hmm. who called couldn't tell us where they were. Hmm. And with rapid SOS and the good work of our telecommunicators, they're mm -hmm. not dispatchers anymore. They're, <laughs> right. they're telecommunicators, and, and on September 1st, they'll be first responders for the first time Oh, ever. wow. So our telecommunicators uh, can track that phone to uh, a neighborhood down close to Rome Hmm. The deputies in Highway Patrol uh, found out exactly where they were and what mm -hmm. was going on and freed those children. Wow. That is amazing. Okay. Any other questions you all have? Well, um, I, I think this is probably going to be something I can find in that video that's on the Attorney General's website, but outside of Wise County, it anywhere just call 911 any anywhere anywhere you do? are if you you feel like something's going on mm -hmm. just you know and, and this is one of the things that I spend a lot of time talking about when I've I'm offered the opportunity to talk about situational mm -hmm. awareness it's mostly about personal safety mm -hmm. but it's also about the safety of everybody else even right. though there's someone who you don't know you see a situation that's that's out of the norm. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't look right. You see an unhappy child. Perhaps you see an aggressive parent or an adult who's mm -hmm. with this child and who obviously doesn't care for the child. Mm -hmm. So, hey, call 911 wherever you are and try to give them a license plate number. Try to 
stay on the line and watch which direction that car goes mm -hmm. so that law enforcement can respond and and make a traffic stop. Mm -hmm. And then they can tell very quickly after making and if you've got a child in need of assistance, it doesn't take much to turn those lights on and pull that car over because we're going to find out what's going on and make mm -hmm. sure that child mm -hmm. is safe. Uh, and it's and it's easy when you're in those situations to ask the questions and and all of these officers are trained to mm -hmm. to detect deception and it's it's kind of fun really mm -hmm. when you start doing that and and when it's the most fun though more so rewarding is when you can actually get a child back to their parent mm -hmm. get a child back to a safe environment. Mm -hmm. A loving and safe environment. Mm -hmm. So that that being able to detect deception, that's is that just standard part of training for law enforcement? It is. Okay. Is it something that I could Everybody. learn? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you can. And, and uh, I, I know that I've I've raised two children, and I've got uh, I've got six grandchildren. Mm. We're raising a granddaughter now, and and I, I know she uh, she doesn't really enjoy my <laughs> method of, of your expertise and, there <laughs> in fact my wife will say sometime she says now don't start treating me like one of your suspects but, <laughs> but it, you know it, it's not an angry kind of questioning right. it's, it's just hey how you doing where, mm -hmm. where are you going today who's this you have with you mm -hmm. can i talk and i'm to gonna you? know if you're lying <laughs> is it okay if i talk to this child for a minute and and and, and you're shaking your head yes and and so the person looking at you does not want to do when you're good when you're doing yeah. your oh head my program. goodness i know a lot of that <laughs> yeah. if you're shaking your head yes they yes. want to nod the same direction thank you i'll be just a minute i just want to visit with this child just a lovely child you're welcome to watch but stand back over here while I'm talking, and it's just it uh, it works mm. out very well. And, and and I tell you, I'm kind of out of that business because mm -hmm. I sit most of the time behind the desk and look at the computer screen, answer <laughs> phone calls, return email messages, receive visitors in the office. But but these these deputies and these officers and troopers who are out there, they are really good at it, mm. and, and and they go about it in such a way that the folks often will thank them when they turn to walk to walk back to the car. Mm -hmm. mm. So, mm -hmm. and I, I remember when I was a, a trooper, highway patrol trooper, I stopped somebody and, and wrote them a ticket. And when they turned and walked away, they said, well, thank you. It's nice meeting. And then they stopped and said, why am I thanking you for writing me a ticket? So that's when you have an idea that, that you're making the connection with mm -hmm. people. And, and then you can pick up if there's some level of mm -hmm. nervousness, some refusal, for not allowing mm -hmm. you to talk to a child, there's no reason that they wouldn't want some an officer to talk to that child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, here in the public library, we, of course, see people come in and out. Some are people we know and have known for years, and some people are here for the first time. Um, any any advice for us well, as people who see the public on a regular basis or anybody else who's in customer service or mm -hmm. something like that where new different people are coming in yes now. and and this is too is covered on that video mm -hmm. because it, it talks to some teachers and i think oh, this okay. is kind of the same really mm -hmm. the same environment as teachers who see a child a student who's been happy go lucky mm. then all of a sudden and making good grades and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. They're not as well kept. They're no longer happy. Their hair's not combed. Mm -hmm. And they're just doom and gloom. And they're not there. 
as much. Okay. So all of those things you can watch for here. Um, and in any business, especially if you've got returning customers, and recognize the difference in that mm. child and what you've seen in, in days mm -hmm. gone by. So there, there's something going on there, and, and it would be good for uh, for law enforcement to know about that. Of course, here in uh, Decatur, you call Decatur mm -hmm. Police Department, mm -hmm. and, and just voice your concern. And, okay. and see, I think what happens so often is people are a little bit afraid to call law, law enforcement because they think they think that they're wasting our time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but and and sure enough, you may have someone come in the library here, and that child doesn't look like she's looked in the days gone by. Mm -hmm. But but call law enforcement, and you can say, "Hey, I'm, I've got a little bit of concern." And so law enforcement then will stash that back, get what information they can. And then something else will come up that fits that piece. Mm -hmm. And and we have these fancy things now called, <laughs> called fusion centers that pulls all that, uh, that data together. Oh. And then it gives us a, a chance to, to put that puzzle together. Mm -hmm. And now we recognize what the true story is behind this oh, picture. Okay. So every little bit, if, if you see a license plate number, well, by golly, that license plate number was seen at another Bucky's two days ago. Mm -hmm. And all of that information is thrown into a database. And that gives us a leg up to try to, to put together the pieces so that we understand if there are dastardly deeds mm -hmm. afoot. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we hesitate to call because we may have known about situations. For example, my best friend from high school mm -hmm. told me about when one of her children was two or three years old. She fell off the swing and broke her arm. Mm -hmm. And somebody called CPS. Yes. And asked CPS to go out and investigate. Mm -hmm. And she said, even though this is what happened and there was nothing else related to it, it was a horrible experience for her. And, you know, for their family to have to talk to CPS about this, mm -hmm. you know, to be questioned. And so I think sometimes we're hesitant because we don't, we don't want to overstep. We don't want to, I mean, we obviously want children to be safe, but then we've heard about things like, well, you know, there's a reasonable explanation for that. So how would you respond to that? I would say call because okay. it, it may make the parent a little bit uncomfortable that, but in reality, and I, you know, I had mm -hmm. something just like that happen to me with, with my granddaughter uh, when she was about four years old. Okay. And I was in my pickup. We'd been in a Target. And, and so I just threw her over my shoulder, you know, just having a good time. <laughs> and and I, uh, I put her in the, in the back of the pickup, just kind of threw her in the seat, and then mm -hmm. she pour, put on her seatbelt, and we laughed. And I got in the pickup and drove back to the house. And in about uh, 15 minutes, there's a knock at the door, and it's a Garland police officer. Oh my goodness. Uh, and so I go to the door, and he says, Sir, someone called because they saw you carrying a child out of Target over your shoulder. And I said, That's exactly right. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you for coming to check. Yes. And that's just exactly how I felt. And, wow. and I don't know who the person was right. who called that officer, but I appreciate that mm. person doing that. In fact, Madison was standing there beside me. And uh, I said, You're welcome to talk to her. And he said, No, I've, I've seen enough. <laughs> so. It's it's a good mm -hmm. thing to get involved, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's going to be the wrong call. Sometimes nothing will come of it. Many times nothing will come of it. But that little bit of information mm -hmm. may be all it mm -hmm. takes to be the one. Okay. And that's what we want after watching that video, that we will be the one mm. to help set a child free.
Um, so I think I'm it's, convinced. I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's, it's excellent, and and I'm I'm a walking testimony that someone called mm-hmm. in on me, and and I'm glad they did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. See what kind of memories come back when, that, when you ask those questions. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. What other questions do y'all have? Um, how would you? Because we were talking about social media. Um, is there a way to? I don't know if you're a parent or something, and your kids on social media for you to be able to, for you to be able to like keep an eye on that, or if there's any red flags or anything like that. No, I I think that you've you've got to monitor mm-hmm. that. Um, I've got the passwords to my granddaughter's cell phone. She is a senior now, okay. and uh, I've got the passwords to her cell phone, and, and some of her stuff actually comes on my phone too. So, so we watch that stuff. I'm not a, a technical expert, but I, I've learned a lot. And oddly enough, I've learned much of it from my granddaughter mm-hmm. that I'm using mm-hmm. against her. <laughs> but, but, but she is is mostly transparent. You know, you uh-huh. always got a little deal that comes along and say, "Hey, I didn't know about that." Mm-hmm. Um, but but you've got to be in their business. Mm-hmm. Um, up until the point that they've left the house, and, and even if I could, I'd still be in their business. Mm-hmm. And as my my son and daughter know that I, I still monitor that. In fact, my daughter <clears throat> said to me one time, she said, you know, I, I just don't feel like you're a Texas Ranger. She said, I feel like you're my own personal Casey police. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you stay. You stay in the middle of their business and, and uh, review what they've got. Talk through it with them and just let them know that, hey, I'm paying for this phone. You're living under this this roof, and I'm going to see whatever you do and just know that I'll be watching and I'll be looking and we'll be looking together. And they, they may try to delete a few things from mm-hmm. time to time, but, <laughs> and I, I'm sure there are ways to, to get beyond that as well. And I'm, I'm not really the one to ask as far as the, the technical aspects, but... I do highly recommend monitoring and monitoring close the mm-hmm. the computers, the tablets, all the smartphones. Mm-hmm. Let's um, let's watch and see what's happening. You know there 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 are a lot of things I could could talk about um, the, but you know it may be better for another time. The situational awareness that's an important topic methamphetamine we've talked about that mm-hmm. in this this room before about methamphetamine but situational awareness is um, you know don't allow yourself to get lulled into a sense of complacency and I think that certainly fits here mm-hmm. uh, when we're, we're talking about human trafficking always be watching mm-hmm. uh, and I and and this is on on the heels of the two terrible shootings right. that we had one in Dayton and one in El Paso right here in Texas um, and I was, if I may tell you another, sure, another story. please. Um, last week, um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, I was in the Sheriff's Association of Texas Conference in San Antonio. And so there are about 190 of 254 sheriffs in this class, and we were talking about citizen interactions mm-hmm. and, and how to let people know how to do deal with law enforcement because there's some misconceptions there Mm -hmm. but one of the instructors was when he got through he's a long time instructor i've probably known him for 40 years in Mm. fact he taught me hypnosis oh so the same guy (laughs) who taught me hypnosis his name is mark's how so mark's how 
oftentimes ends his class with the importance about law enforcement having their weapons with them at all times and being aware of what's going on around them. And there I am. The hotel, of course, is next door, and I walked over to the conference center, and I'm unarmed. I don't have I don't mm. have a weapon, but the vast majority of the sheriffs do. And as I'm leaving that conference, from the the um, I forget the name of the conference center. At, at any way, at any rate, I was leaving the conference center, and it's huge conference center in oh, downtown the center. Henry B. Gonzalez. Henry B. Gonzalez. Uh -huh. That's it. The Henry B. Gonzalez Conference Center. So I'm I'm leaving there, and 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 I'm one of the first sheriffs to go through these doors. There are about eight different glass doors going mm -hmm. out onto Market Street, and as I go through the door, there's a young man who is walking pretty fast toward the doors to go in. Double set of doors, so the external and then the internal doors, glass doors, and he's carrying a um, a briefcase, a nylon briefcase, and he reaches that first door. And I'm going through a door next to him, and when he reaches that, that door, he, he shoves, shoves it open or pulls it open, and that I notice that that nylon briefcase is, is just really packed full, and I'm thinking, I wonder if this is an active shooter situation. He could have guns in there, so I, I turn to follow him back inside, knowing that there are about 189 other right. sheriffs coming in. Right <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> so he picked the wrong doors. To so he picked yeah. the wrong day. And, and as I as I made the turn to go back in, I got shoved out of the way. Um, and it was a San Antonio police officer, a bicycle officer, mm. shoved me out of the way. And he's got this guy slammed up against the doors and trying to put handcuffs on him. So he had stolen that, that uh, uh, briefcase. Okay. And so I went back inside and so did about 50 other sheriffs <laughs> back inside to help him, help him arrest this guy. So situational awareness. <laughs> Fifty. Yeah, took 50 yeah. That was the wrong day to steal that briefcase. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. And there are about eight more San Antonio uh, uh, bicycle officers who showed up as wow. well. So he, it was a bad day mm -hmm. for the bad guy, which is a good day for <laughs> yeah, us. That's yes, right. we always want because I can just see there's some guy down the street mm -hmm. hollering at the officer, "Hey, you stole my briefcase!" And that that officer. He was he was making pretty good time with the way he shot off me mm. and went through those windows and and in fact his bicycle wheels I look back his bicycle's wheel wheels were still, we're spinning, still spinning as it oh, as wow. it was laying on the side so situational awareness being being aware of those and Mark's how just said I should always be carrying my weapon there are people um, here who um, who have the license to carry mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a fan of of open carry. I, I think that you lose tactical advantage, and plus it frightens people mm -hmm. to, to see folks carrying a weapon. And, and another mm -hmm. question that I've got to ask you, I, I apologize for going off on a tangent. No, we need no. 45 minutes at least, so <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So, <laughs> so, you know, you've, you've got these constitutional carry people who, mm -hmm. who carry the long weapons, right. rifles and shotguns strung over their, their shoulder. I think we, we need to readdress that mm -hmm. because... That guy in in, uh, in El Paso walked across that parking lot with a long weapon, and there's nothing illegal about that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he gets inside and starts shooting. Now, all of a sudden, it's become legal. So I really think we need to address the fact that this, this open carry of either long weapons or handguns mm -hmm. is the wrong thing to do. Uh, from a tactical advantage for the for the righteous folks who are, have a license to carry, mm -hmm. I support them, um, and 
they can be of some assistance. But, but this business of people carrying long weapons and walking around the courthouse mm -hmm. trying to show that they can do just mm -hmm. exactly what they want to do, I think sets the wrong uh, tempo and, and the wrong image mm -hmm. so that, that we in law enforcement don't know it. Is this right. a guy going into Walmart in El Paso or is this just a guy showing yeah. that, that they are pro-Second Amendment, which, right. which I am strongly pro-Second Amendment, but I, more so... I am concerned for the citizens mm -hmm. of Wise County and this, this great state. Well, and it also, no one would have thought, no one thought twice about him carrying his long right. gun. And mm -hmm. it's yeah. something that they see every yeah. day. So it wasn't like, oh, I need to be paying attention to what's yeah. going on here. It's just like, oh, it's just right. some guy with his gun. Right. Yes. And so. so it, how, yeah. So how do you know who's a good guy and who's a bad right, guy when exactly. everybody's. Right. Just, well, and it lulls us into complacency. Yeah. Well, and I. I just read this week af after these shootings this weekend, one of a, a person I know and love uh, posted something on Facebook talking about if every citizen took their responsibility seriously, they would have all had guns and shot that guy. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my goodness, how tone deaf can you be? Mm -hmm. 31 people are now dead because somebody who shouldn't have had weapons came in and just decided this is what they needed to do today. Mm -hmm. yes. And I, I heard a report this morning that the, the El Paso shooter ended up in that Walmart because he got lost in El Paso and was looking for something to eat. Mm -hmm. Walked into the Walmart and decided, oh, this is where I'm going to do this. Yeah. Well, and, and, and if, if we address that open carry, mm -hmm. of especially long weapons, if we address that, then... then Law enforcement could have stopped him out right. of the parking lot and say, hey, this is not allowed here. Right. Um, render your weapon safe. Put it back in your vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I have a certain empathy. And, and you know, it's, it's odd because that, at the very time that, that was happening, mm -hmm. and I didn't know it was happening, I was in the Walmart here in Decatur. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I saw a guy open carry. Mm -hmm. uh, their handgun. I mean, he didn't look like yeah. some kind of crazy maniac. Um. But I was thinking, and I haven't seen really, but just maybe a dozen or so mm -hmm. people who open carry. Right. Um, of course, businesses can control that. Mm -hmm. uh, and if, if they have their signs out there that they don't allow, allow open carry, then it's got to be concealed. Mm. Um, so it's odd that I see that there at the same time, right. what's going on in, in the Walmart in El Paso. When I get home, I start seeing all the news. Mm -hmm out there but just imagining that guy walking in and not being challenged because right. he's got a long gun and I, I have heard i don't know this for sure but there's a pretty big contingent contingent of folks who who carry long weapons openly just in el paso and and i've seen yeah. that i've seen that that here around the courthouse and and it's legal and and we'll we'll support the legality but if the law changes mm -hmm. uh we'll address that and yeah. and my recommendation uh, to the governor, if he's listening, would, <laughs> would be, hey, the next next session, or if not before, uh, let's address this so that 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 kind of open carry is is not allowed. Um, concealed is best tactically. Open carry, I think, again frightens people, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it doesn't give us in law enforcement the opportunity to address a problem before it becomes right. a serious problem. Mm -hmm. Right. I appreciate your you're talking about that. I was yeah. going to ask yes. you about that before we before <laughs> yeah. we got away today yeah, I appreciate because it's just you been that. on our that, minds. 
Because there's a lot of extremism, and just mm-hmm. like you said, like the extreme Second Amendment was, yeah. like just everybody should carry and carry wherever, whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to hear some common sense that yeah. it's not anti. It's yeah. just use some. We need some common sense, yes. and it helps our law enforcement as well. Mm-hmm. So it it does, and uh, the whole. And I, I'll tell you, I think this first passed in maybe 1997. Mm-hmm. Concealed handgun, and it, it was after the thing that happened at Luby's. Oh yeah, um, right. uh, where so many people were killed, right. and there was a young woman in there with her parents, and she lost both of her parents, mm-hmm. and she had her her handgun out in the the console of her car, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of what started this whole thing, and so it was George W. Bush that that was pushing it, and I was a Texas Ranger at the time, and I was opposed to it, thinking uh, that what's going to happen is every time there's a, tra- a traffic accident, mm-hmm. there's going to be a shooting. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody gets a, in a road rage situation, mm-hmm. there's going to be a shooting. And so I openly opposed it as a ranger because I thought just law enforcement should mm-hmm. have weapons. Mm-hmm. But since that time, mm-hmm. I, I have found that I, I was wrong. It's not the first time. I've <laughs> but I was wrong because there have been, as, as far as I know, there have been no instances of wrongful discharge by someone who has been through the course, has been through the background mm-hmm. checks, and had all of the training in concealed handguns. Right. I, I have not known of any instances of improper use of mm-hmm. a weapon. And and I, I tell you, as, as a sheriff, knowing that, that we have, we're funded for six deputies, 923 square miles, usually because of vacation, comp time, training. Right. Usually we have, have about four out there knowing that we've got responsible citizens uh who are carrying legally mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i appreciate it mm. well and i think it's key that that you say who have been trained who have been mm-hmm. through the course mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. have that instead of look i have a gun and i can pull the trigger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. look what i bought at the gun show yeah yeah so Again, common sense. Yeah, oh, common sense. I'm a big fan of common sense. <laughs> <laughs> I have found that works so well in, in law enforcement and in, 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 in life in general. All kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> of, course, of course, my life has been law enforcement. It's really, I'm at uh, 45 years in, wow. in law enforcement. That and, is incredible. Thank and you. And I, I have truly, truly enjoyed it. I spent a few years in the corporate world while I was a reserve, so I'm counting that as part of the 45 mm-hmm. years, but I, I truly missed it. Mm. And I'm, I'm fortunate to be back doing what I do with a bunch of people who deputies and investigators and officers who are great um, and, and the citizens of Wise County. We, this is a great place to live because we get so much support from the citizens mm. here. I, I feel for the, for the guys in, in Dallas and in Fort Worth and the big cities that, that they don't get the appreciation mm-hmm. that we get because our citizens recognize that that we are here to keep them safe, and we're gonna we're gonna keep them safe in a respectful manner. Mm. That is so important. Mm-hmm. Thank, yes. you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for for being in law enforcement oh, for all this time. It's, we it's we my, appreciate my pleasure. what you do. Mm-hmm. My, my pleasure, really. And when I when I leave it, no doubt I'll miss it. My wife doesn't think I can retire. <laughs> <laughs> she may be right. <laughs> thank you so much. For coming and spending some time with us well, today to talk about thank you it's, it's my my pleasure i always enjoy visiting with with y'all this is my 
I guess my third pod, podcast, second one in here, and and yeah. it's it's been truly. I didn't even know what a podcast was about six months ago, <laughs> and, and now I've been on three of them. How about so, that? So it's been great. And so thank, now you're thank famous, you. and we'll oh, we'll make sure that the, we'll make sure that the governor gets to hear this one. So. Hey, that that would that'd be great. Yes, please uh, tag, share, all that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yes. that's just something to consider, and, and I'm sure that, that Governor Abbott will, will give it some consideration. I, I know it's on everybody's mind right mm-hmm. now to, you know, figure out, I hope, some common sense well, things they can do. And, yes. and don't forget the video on the AG's website, mm-hmm. Be the One. Mm-hmm. All right, and we can put yeah. a link mm-hmm. to that yes. right next that to the... That would be the, great. Yeah. Right next to where we show it on the on the website. Mm-hmm. So. Good. Yeah. Super. We will check it out. Good deal. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I hope that you will take us up on our uh, on our interest and come back and join us again sometime. I would love to. For some hypnotism or other... Relax. <laughs> interview <laughs> techniques. <laughs> yeah, or whatever else interesting. Yeah. Like, cause, whatever you call it. Because Denise has read about a lot of... You know, Denise and Dawn, they've read about a lot of... Uh, <clears throat> practices and science that <laughs> may, hasn't exactly worked like the bite marks and the yeah things like you know bite right mark analysis and so All forensic so yeah, yeah. things <laughs> things that have maybe not turned out to be such a good right <laughs> indication yeah. of any kind of a crime or well, that that is a whole other topic <laughs> yep. but, because in, in forensics you know I, I was for a long time i had wise jack in monte county i was the crime scene guy Mm-hmm. But but my goodness, we've got four guys at the sheriff's office. Well, three guys and one gal at the sheriff's office who are absolutely tremendous. The things they can do, they mm-hmm. leave me in the dust. Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing. You should you should come by and visit sometime. Yeah. yeah. See what they can do. Yeah. Well we'd love to have you talk about it sometime. Okay. Thank you for coming, Sheriff. Thank you. And Pleasure uh being here. Absolutely. And this has been the Long Overdue Podcast.